Welcome to a couple extra special episodes of Fortune and Strife. We're going to be taking a look at Adventures in Rokugan, the 5th edition D&D rule set for uh, playing in, uh, well, Rokugan. Doing a little L5R in a new uh, setting. We're going to be uh, joined by uh, Shannon, who's going to be taking the reins as the GM. And this is going to be a fun uh, bit for me as I can uh, kind of... uh, relax and get into character playing mode for once. We're also going to be joined by uh, Eric, who has uh, been guesting with us uh, for a little bit. And uh, we're going to go ahead and kind of move things uh, into, a, into a new realm of uh, how to play, uh, how to play uh, L5R. All right. And hi, I'm Shannon Calvar. Um, I will admit that I do not play uh, L5R 5th edition, although I've played every other edition of L5R. Uh, including the Imperial Edition, back when the Imperial Edition was a card game. Um, I have also been playing D&D for a long time. I was given my first box set, the red box set by my mother, who made the horrible mistake of attempting to game master two 11-year-old boys uh, for their first game. And that turned out about as well as you might imagine. Uh, And ever since then, actually, I've been the designated game master. Uh, and when I'm not writing writing and running my own games, I basically run Dungeons and Dragons or occasionally Traveler, sometimes Star Frontiers. Anyways, um, and so I'm really looking forward to this opportunity to both explore some of what's happened with Adventures in Rokugan, but also to see uh, Rokugan again and really explore kind of a story in the Rokugani setting using some of the tools that we have in the new Dungeons and Dragons. Um, so I hope that sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for this. Mm-hmm. So I have to admit, I've been a bit skeptical. I'm not the biggest Dungeons and Dragons fan. Um, mm-hmm. You know, my my favorite edition of D and D is Fourth Edition, which is generally everyone's like uh, least favorite. So, mm-hmm. we'll we'll see how this goes. I'm definitely gonna okay. give it the uh, an honest try, though. So, yeah, looking forward to this. All right. Um, so I'm just kind of curious. Uh, sort of a little quick, I guess I would say, show of hands, but we're speaking. Uh, who here has played uh, any versions of Dungeons and Dragons? I mean, starting from the box sets all the way to fifth edition. Uh, I think almost everyone here. Yeah, I, I started with three five. Okay. Uh, and then have gone up through uh, Pathfinder, fourth edition, and then fifth edition. Okay. I think I started with um, uh, AD&D second edition. Uh, back mm-hmm. in the uh, late '80s, early '90s. Okay. Fame. Uh, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, cut my teeth on Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Uh, finally started to understand how Thacko works. Just as third came out, and <laughs> jump ship. And for and for my part, I've played okay. uh, since Advanced Dungeons and Dragons. Pretty much skipped fourth edition, and uh, played a couple games now in in fifth edition, and and like that, all right. Especially because it's got all mm-hmm. the the tools online to help me understand, you know, help me with character sheets and stuff. So, yay for D and D Beyond. <laughs> I gotta admit, D and D Beyond and their online tools are uh, really fantastic in this edition. Yeah, they've made some made some good progress. Yeah, I've um, I've played a little bit of uh, fifth edition for a friend mm-hmm. that was streaming it. Um, they needed an extra player, and 
Mm-hmm. You know, I'm always there to help uh, help a friend in need, and uh, I was I was really impressed. I, I think they're doing some of the best digital um, uh, game space stuff. I think Lancer's mm-hmm. the only other game that does it uh, uh, as well or better. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Um, and so my hope for th- this evening uh, was that we could get to know each other a little bit, uh, which will which will help. And we could also do some session zero, what we now call session zero kinds of stuff, right? Uh, I would like to talk with you a little bit about what you'd like in a game, uh, tell you a little bit about what I was thinking. Uh, I'd like to explore just a little bit together on what we think makes a game and Legend of the Five Rings, what makes this adventures in Rokugan, as opposed to just like we're going to wander around as elves in the <laughs> Forgotten Realms. Uh, because, well, it, it's important, right? Uh, because one of the things that I'd like to make sure that I get out of this conversation is what is it that you want to see or you want to do in the next, I think we're going to have uh, two, maybe six hours together, uh, maybe five, maybe six, that would really make this a positive experience for you and would make it be a adventure in Rokugan. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Absolutely. Okay, great. Uh, so... I hope we work out characters too, because that's the worst part for me. I hate that. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to say anything. You can uh, say it. I hate making characters. <laughs> uh, yes, yes, you do. <laughs> but um, no, absolutely, we're going to go over the characters, and I'm at the end of the session. Um, we can talk a little bit about whether you'd like to, you know, if you have the books and. Uh, how you'd like to go about the the last kind of mechanical pieces of that. Because from my point of view, the mechanics of the character are just how we express the story of the character we're trying to tell, right? And with D&D, you can sometimes get kind of lost in that, or with any game system. Uh, but I, I really want to kind of establish that as sort of the first rule that I use it as kind of the game, right? Sort of my first rule, my my rule zero is that if I want all of the players to have fun, okay? That sounds sort of silly just to say it out loud, but I'm going to say it because I'm like that. I want everybody to have fun, and all of the players includes me, (laughs) right? Uh, This is a much more important conversation when I'm trying to run games for my 14-year-old. And, you know, there I have three or four 14 to 16-year-olds kind of battering around at each other. I'm like, hey, guys. This is supposed to be fun for all of us, including me. But does that make sense as a first rule? Like the most important rule? Yeah, if you're not having fun. 100%. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, All right. So, you know, we're all having fun. That's rule zero. Uh, Rule number one is this is we're going to do a story together, right? Uh, But also because I think people are going to be listening for this. I also want to have an opportunity to kind of showcase some of the rules that are in Adventures in Rokugan that make it different than standard Dungeons and Dragons, both because I think that would be interesting and also because I think that would be very interesting for people who are thinking about this game and how it fits into the kind of the constellation of games that we think of as L5R and kind of show them where this one fits. So those are kind of my goals, right? That's what I would like to see. What would you like to see? What would be good? Uh, I guess I can start off uh, and say that what, for me, one of the quintessential things about Rokugan 
are the duels. Uh, mm-hmm. I I always love seeing how duels are resolved. Uh, just any kind of dueling scene, I'm mm-hmm. always at the edge of my seat. Uh, and so this is definitely one that I want to see how it's pulled off in this particular game system. Okay. Um, would you like to be a participant or would you like to watch? Honestly, either. Uh, I, I mm-hmm. like, like, if I get to be in the duel, that's great. But if I get to just witness it, I'm also fine with that. Um, I, I'd also be fine with being the instigator and then having someone else duel on my behalf. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, I think for me, a big part of uh, L5R is in the uh, intrigue and the dynamics between uh, the clans and the different agendas uh, that mm-hmm. take place. And I know that in a short shot, uh, that's going to be uh, kind of, uh, you know, we, we can't delve too deeply into that, but we can definitely mm-hmm. maybe have like um, the end result of, uh, uh, that and the confrontation that results from the the different agendas and the machinations of the clans vying for control and power against each other. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now that does raise a point, um, and I'd like to throw this out there for the for the party to think about, uh, which is: to what degree are you seeing interparty conflict as necessary for an L5R? Because I'll admit that I've listened to a lot of L5R broadcasts over the years, and different people have very different opinions about that. <laughs> um, so, of, of all tabletop role-playing games, mm-hmm. uh, L5R is one that feels the more likely to have inter-party conflict, and it be okay. Because mm-hmm. uh, with like standard D&D games, the most times that you see any kind of party conflict is the rogue has stolen from the party kind of deal. Um, <laughs> And so, but with, with L5R, everyone's got their own different agendas and their families have different agendas. So it kind of lends itself more towards being uh, a, a high conflict, but that's okay for me. If there is no conflict, I'm also perfectly fine with that, but I'm, I'm happy to have a little bit of, uh, of push and shove when it comes to within the party. I, I like it. Okay. For, yeah. yeah, I, I second like that, sh- absolutely. I was just going to say, I, I like the inner party conflict and it's something I do want to actually do push a little bit more of in our regular fortune and strife when we get back to back to where we're supposed to be mm-hmm. um that said in a in a one shot uh i think it could bog us down so i'm a little mm-hmm. concerned of it for a one shot yeah for a one shot i could see you know definitely some disagreements being um aired and shouted about uh but generally uh would want to keep those um concise and uh and 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 short and moving forward uh, as quickly mm-hmm. as we could um as the person running this and you know um sort of calling the shots do you kind of have an idea of what sort of story you want to tell or well what about rokugan you want to explore oh oh absolutely but we, we haven't heard everybody's rokugan points i, I kind of gotcha. went down a quick rabbit hole with <laughs> the um inter-party conflict because it's really important um and Part of the reason I wanted to bring it up is I agree that uh, L5R is one of those places where you can have a lot of internal interparty conflict. Uh, but one of the rules that I, <laughs> I have had to adopt over the years um, for my own games is that I really do hope that the players will work with me to keep the party together. 
especially especially in these short games, but even in longer games, right? Uh, so I just wanted to bring that up. So we've got dueling, we've got intrigue, kind of that differing agenda. Um, what else are we thinking about? What makes it Rokugan? Uh, well, mm-hmm. one thing for me is definitely mm-hmm. sort of like the family and clan dynamics and politics. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of going back to what Tyler is t- talking about of how, you know, sometimes conflict can feel a little better this and some things, because in most mm-hmm. games, it's usually rogue shit. Uh, but uh, <laughs> this is the sort of game where it's like you could be best friends and they're like, oh, uh, you didn't hear your clans are at war with each other now. You need to go kill mm-hmm. each other. And like that sort of conflict between uh, what your duty and what your desire are is uh, mm-hmm. big, big fun, fundamental aspect of the, the game. And that's one of the things that I enjoy about it. I think for okay. me, uh, you know, on, on for two things uh, to make it. Rokugan, uh, a lot depends on, I'm going to say courtesy, but more more like some standards of behavior. You shouldn't be murder hoboing it around. You should care about the consequences of your actions and, and wanting to be, uh, you know, wanting to present that image, whether you call that honor or, a co- you know, abiding by uh, the code of a kodo or however you want to present it. That's that that kind of behavior being conscious of where you are in a communal society uh is is what makes it more rokugan for me rather than uh, you know many other kinds of uh dungeons and dragons are adventuring you care it matters you don't mm-hmm. go looting the corpses uh, even you know at least not without thinking about it <laughs> you don't you know this behavior has consequences. <laughs> well, no, you, you you definitely loot the corpse. You take the, you take the <laughs> sword of your fallen opponent, and then you journey to their ho- to their home, and you yes. present it to their family. And uh, <laughs> you know, it's, there there's a ritual to it. There's there's yeah there's there's you're on the inside. You're in mm-hmm. yeah you're not an outsider. Yeah, it's in, a, communal, in it's a communal society, and mm-hmm. and that that matters. So um, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. In terms of what I want to see in the game, just slightly mm-hmm. different is that my hope for this mm-hmm. is that we get to see some of, the, just, not all of them, but some of the pieces click together uh, so they can, so that people who are listening to us and, and me can see how like some of these classes and techniques and stuff click to make cool, cool effects mm-hmm. and, in battle or cool effects in magic or whatever. So you can do cool stuff because it's fun to do cool stuff. So that's it. <laughs> um, so I'd like to see some of that. Yeah, I mean, it, okay. There, there is a certain level at which this is a role-playing game, and we are playing cool, cool, good-looking people doing cool, good-looking things. Um, we do not have to take it as far as they take it in Amber, the diceless role-playing right, system. Right, but in but, the end, uh, <laughs> um, I mean, there, right, there, there in are some. The end, we're doing there. this for adventures in Rokugan, so I want to show off some of. <laughs> Adventures in Rokugan. I could role play right. uh, wet paper Some bag adventures. and be completely mm-hmm. happy to role play after hours that way, but uh, <laughs> that wouldn't necessarily show people about this particular game system. Fair enough. Right. And I guess you, you asked a really good question, which is what do I think is a Rokugani adventure? 
Um, so for me, one of the things that makes Rokugan very different is that each person has a place. Each place has a place. <laughs> um, and they are all part of a system. And that system can be quite mythic. Um, I'm <laughs> several of my adventures, um, like we did an entire adventure that was um, based off uh, a great idea that a friend of mine had, uh, which was the Dark Thunders. Uh, and the, all throughout the entirety of the clan war, the Dark Thunders were rising and they were going to kill the Thunders before the, before the moment. And the, the PCs were trying to, trying to defeat the Dark Thunders before that moment could occur. Um, yeah, so I, I, I see kind of a, a very, I can do that very mythically or we can do it very, uh, very grounded. Uh, more like a Kurosawa film. But that sense of each of you has a place and that place has responsibilities. And if you live up to those responsibilities, then you yourself become better and stronger um, and your community becomes stronger. And um, that's why I created the community rules that I did and the influence games that I did uh, to try to express some of those ideas. Uh, so that, uh, does that, Sound, I mean, it sounds like we're all kind of in the same place. Yep. Works for me. Yeah, I, I think we're in sync on this one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Great. Uh, and I even see duels fitting into that, right? Because duels are when you come to those moments where there is inevitably conflict within the system. Within your places have simply put you where you must conflict. Uh, and a duel is a way of resolving that existential conflict, whether that be... Uh, two friends who find themselves on opposite sides of the battlefield or, uh, you know, uh, two ritualists in this system uh, fighting uh, against one another, even though uh, they are both trying to preserve the holiness of a place. Um, so, great. Uh, and I'm, I really do think that this gives me some ideas. Um, for this story that I was imagining we could do together. I was hoping to do something set in a provincial court, uh, something that was a little bit smaller in scale um, than my usual, you know, you must defeat the dark thunders and pr preserve Rokugan's fate. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but I was thinking uh, we would do something around uh, the transition into winter, perhaps, um, as a story. Um, so you have a time when people are coming together. You have a time when the world is becoming more dangerous, right? Where you only have what you have, what you've been able to put together to make it through the cold, dark months ahead. Um, and that was kind of going to be my starting point in that kind of a story. Um, and I was hoping as we talked, we'd be able to come up with some additional threads. Uh, but I did want to ask another question. As we think about games, right, we can do all kinds of sorts of things, right? I've just mentioned that I have a, I have a tendency to go mythic. <laughs> um, but too, too, too much reading... Uh, Greek myths when I was a kid, and uh, it, did, it did bad things to my brain. But, you know, we could do horror, right? 
you could do um, kind of slice of life. Um, my kids love to do crafting. I don't know why, uh, but they, they they play Minecraft and Fallout upstairs right now, and they just love to craft stuff in game. Okay. Um, so if you were to pick a genre or maybe two or three genres, um, what would be of interest? What would be, what would be fun? Hmm. That's actually kind of tough. Um, mm-hmm. I, I guess for me, I, I lean more towards the enjoying the intrigue and more like political thriller kind of style. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a regional court does sound good. I, I guess I can't say, you know, Mecca. That doesn't really quite fit. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, could may, I could maybe pull something off, but maybe, maybe yeah, we'll put prob- that one probably down not for this one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, give me a good uh, Chambara flick or Zatoichi thing, you know, something mm-hmm. along those lines uh, with, uh, uh, you know, some... some uh, uh, fun, deadly, weighty action, uh, mm-hmm. you know, punctuated by uh, uh, intrigue, whether that's like street level, um, uh, you mm-hmm. know, Yakuza thugs trying to uh, force a, a family out of their uh, uh, their land or, or, or whatnot, uh, all the mm-hmm. way up to, uh, you know, a conflict between, uh, you know, uh, crane and lion if to, to go completely generic there but yeah you know something uh in the in the in the fallout between um mm-hmm. uh, two families yeah sure okay um i think i'd like to have something that uh builds up i i, I like my big you know heroic conclusion um so i'll take you know I'm Mm -hmm. perfectly happy with, uh, uh, you know, a lot of intrigue or or something on the path, but maybe it ends up with a nice, nice big Mm -hmm. conclusion, whether it's, you know, a a seven samurai or a 47 ronin or, you know, Mm -hmm. some kind of, uh, (laughs) some kind of dramatic uh, fight Mm -hmm. for the end. And I think for this, especially Mm -hmm. for Adventures in Rokugan, you're not necessarily looking at you know, the style of L5R that is the complex uh, ringing yourself out trying to make hideous decisions between two terrible options. You're, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, you're going for, you're going for your hero moment. <laughs> I want, I, I'd like a hero moment at the end, no matter what genre we do it in. Okay. So, so, so you're definitely thinking more the the heroic so it doesn't fantasy, have to be fantasy like line. i said uh, and that's great you know, most uh most mm-hmm. chambara flicks do end up with a nice you know big hero battle at the end so it doesn't matter either that sure. or a terrible seppuku, oh absolutely but i'd rather end up with the heroic battle rather than terrible seppuku at the end if that's all right <laughs> thank you <laughs> Uh, why not I, both? One is someone commits seppuku while the other person duels uh, to the death. Yeah, no, it's just all sorts of the nasty stuff going on in the courtyard. Everybody today. gotta clean up the blood. All right, uh, Eric. Um, yeah, I I kind of um agree with Jen a bit. Um, mm-hmm. um I I do. 
I, my brain was just going on track. I'm like, and how do we combine all of these to make the perfect Venn diagram? <laughs> like, let's see, it's Winter Court. We're a zombie uprising. <laughs> like, uh, we're just getting a retelling of Mirror Mirror up in here. There we go. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have to be no. zombies. Uh, well, did you have be, you know the enemy army or the bandit Ronin or whatever? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, okay. Uh, but did you have? I'm gonna say we've got uh, kind of political thriller uh, with the Chambara and uh, some heroic. You know, kind of a rising heroic to a heroic conclusion. Uh, anything you'd like to add? No, that sounds fun to me. Okay. Well, for me, that's that's actually fairly <laughs> fairly straightforward. Um, so my thought, just to kind of give you some framing before we move into the next piece. Like I said, I, I really want to start this at kind of the beginning of winter. So... Um, and my, as I was kind of playing around with ideas uh, over the last couple of weeks, I thought it would be really interesting not so much to do a winter court precisely, um, but to do a winter, do the winter gathering of the family. So these people, wherever they come from, whoever they were, are all related to one another. They're cousins, second cousins, brothers, sisters. It's for us to figure out as we go forward. Um, being called back to the old family home where they may have gone off and done all sorts of things in their lives. Uh, They've assumed other roles, they've done other things, but now they're coming back to where their old roles still exist, where they still have to negotiate around these roles within their family. Um, And I was imagining their family, uh, the family home, Right. Um, and here we're talking about a multi-generational family, you know, not not a not don't think of a, you know, the, the, the small Western nuclear family with maybe a handful of little outliers. Here we're talking about families where grandma, grandpa, all the cousins, <laughs> all the aunts and uncles, they all kind of live in the same or have lived and have the ability to live in the same place. Um, and you're coming back now for a reason and we'll figure out or I'll. I have a couple of those in mind, but I really wanted to think about what your character backgrounds were and who your characters were as they had moved out. Um, and so with that kind of framing um, and with our knowledge of L5R, I did want to kind of start to probe a little bit about what kind of characters we think might be interesting to play. And we're going to do this in a couple of pieces, right? Um, first, we're going to, we're going to take what we've talked about, about things we might like to see with our characters, and we're going to kind of probe a little bit and see if any ideas about that character have emerged. I'm also willing to go one of two ways with character creation, kind of the generation of the person. Uh, one way is I can ask, I ask you some questions about your character. Uh, we can, I don't, I've been doing uh, 10 and 20 question based character creation for decades. Uh, so I don't necessarily use the, you know, standard L5R approved set, but (laughs) we can ask some questions. Um, or you could just, I I imagine you have ideas for, uh, L5R characters. 
And uh, we can take some of those ideas and begin to weave them together into this background for the story. Then we'll do the mechanical side. Well, I was going to say. Uh, go ahead. So whichever, whichever well, as a group. Say, you think because we have a kind of a goal of showing off a little bit of the adventures in Rokugan game system or exploring it uh, in different aspects, keeping our audience in mind, I think. Us talking together rather than doing individual questions means that we can make sure we cover all um, more of the bases than we might otherwise be able to cover. Does that make sense? Like, <clears throat> like we can oh, make sure that okay. you know, we've got a, a Bushi and a, you know, if, you know, someone wants to play that and mm -hmm. someone else play a courtier and that sort of thing. Oh, uh, keeping in mind those adventures in Rokugan classes so that we oh, all kind of cover stuff right right so i was i was talking about putting our character together and then talking about the mechanics of our characters both together not separately necessarily um but okay <laughs> let's just start yeah. i'm going to tell you that this place is located on the edge of let me I was actually looking at the map and of course now can't remember um because you know i blinked between now and the last time i looked at the book and therefore my brain is mush uh let's see here this is set on the border between uh crane and phoenix lands it is not a rich place uh it is centered around a small valley with uh what would officially be called sprawling estates if there were like enough human beings in this region to do anything with them other than watch them turn into uh, thickets. Um, but it has been decades since the family had that many people. Uh, characters can come from any kind of a, you know, you, you can imagine your character um, as being uh, from a background being either crane or phoenix or scorpion or lion um we would have we'd have to go a little bit further afield to get you to unicorn um <laughs> uh, but you would have grown up around here you could have been educated uh either by uh phoenix or by crane or you could have been fostered out uh to extended family out amongst uh lion and dragon um Scorpion is, you know, further afield, but not, not impossible. Um, so if you were to imagine someone who had grown up and then left, right? Because that's sort of the story, is you grew up, you left, you had another life, and now the family patriarch has called you back for whatever reason. Um, and it's a character who would fit into this story. Uh, what would you like to play? What would you like to do? Who would you like to be? Anyone got any ideas to go first? <laughs> Crickets. Or did you guys come in with anything? I, I, keep... I got a couple things brewing in the back of my head. Um, sure. Thinking a courtier who's trying to keep the family together. Mm -hmm. uh, and so has gone off to uh learn the ways of the courts and of uh the greater political system has probably mm -hmm. uh wound up in uh 
uh, an overlord's court as a minor functionary, uh, mm-hmm. but at least has you know tried to get his foot in somehow, um, despite coming from a, a backwater like this, uh, kind mm-hmm. of a aging Grey Gardens estate style uh, thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, the other one would be a, uh, a a duelist that is kind of on the opposite end, uh, is uh, tired of family expectation and has kind of uh, gone on a uh, Mushashugio for some time, a warrior's pilgrimage, and, and, mm-hmm. and kind of left and in many ways, uh, you know, forsaken mm-hmm. the family and even his, his family name as he went off on this uh, uh, this mm-hmm. kind of uh, uh, chaotic quest, uh, or quixotic, I should say. I didn't get the word right there. Uh, <laughs> to, 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 you know, he's saying he's doing it to to better himself and follow Bushido, but in many ways, it's just a, a way for him to shirk his family responsibilities and, and, and run away from uh, expectation. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I've got two uh, two in mind right now myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, one is uh, sort of a someone that's getting detached from the the family as well, the same way that that Robert was saying. Uh, but they're actually a uh, a shrine keeper, uh, one of the mm-hmm. the uh, uh, Kaitos, and mm-hmm. uh, just getting that that call back and being like, oh. I, I guess I do have to worry about worldly things now and, and mm-hmm. kind of coming back. Uh, the other one I was thinking of was actually a uh, adopted Kikita duelist. Uh, the Ooh. crane saw, like, they, they found uh, this uh, this kid, saw mm-hmm. they had a large amount of potential and talent for dueling and mm-hmm. arranged a marriage to to grab that person and pull them over to the crane, and now they have less ties to their family than before, and so having this sudden uh, callback is like, well, who are these people? Why should I ever care about them? They never cared about me, kind of deal. Hmm. Okay. Um, I was thinking of things how this might be sort of hotbed of conflict. Mm-hmm. Um, playing someone from um, a third party who's trying to exacerbate tensions so their rivals go to war or have some sort of problems that they can exploit. Okay. So kind of an interloper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, would a uh, character yeah. like that... Go ahead. Uh, and uh, hypothetically, if it might be a more... Um, close setting, more careful family. I could be someone from a different clan who's like married in, mm-hmm. and sort of exploiting that connection to get in. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was going to say, or are you pretending to be someone you're not? That is always another option. All right. Um. Okay. Um, so kind of an interloper, uh, either, uh, from an intrigue standpoint or from a, um, uh, be a Kitsune. Like, mm, or potentially, you, you know, a, a little sneakier. Non-humans, you could be a, a non-human who's taking the role of somebody in the family who mm-hmm. maybe died without... Mm-hmm. somewhere off the radar and now they're taking their place that's an idea 
-hmm. or or it could just be that you're a uh, a quote unquote friend friend of the family who's now forcing yourself into these uh, <laughs> uh into these things going on uh and and of course the family feels honor bound to to let you do what you need to do but everyone's kind of panicking um for myself uh, i had two two uh, thoughts mm -hmm. um one is just playing a very mm -hmm. straightforward um trying to be a good trying to be a good child of the family um but uh, maybe not the uh mm -hmm. sharpest pencil in the box um just uh you know trying to mm -hmm. keep their head low middle child kind of person um mm -hmm. either either as a ritualist mm -hmm. or as a as a bushi um alternatively i could see playing depending okay. on what other people play and how many people are willing to play kind of straight uh, i could see playing a a a black sheep someone who is loyal to the family but maybe the family is not so happy with uh, their uh, conduct um for various for various reasons and maybe mm -hmm. maybe a little shinobi in there shinobi action um in there for okay. that so um okay those those could be good um um, also, you know, like I said, also might be willing mm -hmm. to play someone who is like, like a non-human who is infiltrating the family, um, if not on the destructive side, uh, mm -hmm. on the, you know, on the, I am, I am a blessing to this family. Might I recommend my, my favorite of the new non-humans, uh, the <laughs> weird legendary type thing, the spirit of the family. I think I, I think the 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 weird legendary thing is one of the coolest new ones they added into uh, to air. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. It it is, um, and I, I think that's a. I if one of you wanted to play the I spirit of the family, um, you know, come in, <laughs> <laughs> come in another, come in the form of a long lost uh, cousin. Um, I would certainly, I, I would absolutely support that. Um, so, um, so right now we have basically eight or nine ideas on the table. Uh, we have a courtier who has been a minor functionary or a duelist uh, who is just coming back from his warrior's journey. We have a shrine keeper uh, who really, it sounds like the shrine keeper didn't exactly run away, but pretty much ran away. Uh, has been keeping a been keeping a shrine and is now called back. Uh, perhaps having to abandon duties that he has left behind, or a duelist uh, called back from his uh, his adopted family, who he feels much closer to. Uh, we have an interloper, either married in or potentially the spirit of the family, come to uh, support. Um, we have a dutiful middle child who has been off serving um, in an attempt to probably acquire both fame and glory, but also, frankly, just straight up Koku uh, because your family lands are starting to fail. 
Uh, and the ability to support your people is kind of important. Uh, or a black sheep. Uh, someone who uh, probably no longer looked on favorably by anyone in the family, really. Um, does anybody have any uh, of the ones you have described? I mean, so imagine this, right? Your characters are coming together in this, in your home. There's the snow everywhere. Um, you know, snow starting to, not like gigantic piles of it, but just a little bit of snow. Um, the grounds are ratter, ratty. Um, you can see where uh, the old man, your grandfather, who used to rule the place with an iron fist, uh, can no longer keep up with it, and servants have fled. Uh, so even though, you know, you would certainly never say anything, or perhaps you would, <laughs> um, you know, as you're looking at that, um, which of the character, characters you've described would you like to play in that kind of a situation? I think with the characters that most people have uh, talked about so far, I think I would have the most fun playing the um, uh, the courtier who is desperately trying to hold the family together. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I'm leaning towards the uh, the spoiled rich kid adopted dualist. Okay. I love it. Okay. Eric? I keep thinking and working on ideas here. I, I do like the idea of an interloper, um, mm -hmm. but I don't know if I want to do something as antagonistic, and I do like the idea of the um, non-human yokai, so mm -hmm. maybe a slight change on that where... Sure. Um, someone was a family member who was returning and died in the wilderness and the spirit found them and, mm -hmm. you know, their dying wish was to go and help the family in their troubling times. So I'm showing up as them to help as much as I can with what understanding I have <laughs> of human civilization. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Why are there dead squirrels outside everyone's door? I'm like, isn't that nice? I gave you breakfast. I'm helping. <laughs> Are you going down the ritualist path? That might make the most sense. Uh, I'm either going to go ritualist or maybe pilgrim. I, I just want to make sure because I think uh, like if one of us played a... Somebody played a ritualist um, for this game. That's all. Um, being that's the case, then I will play a uh, straight up Ushi. Mm. ushi -ing. I'm just making the koku. Time to make the donuts. Okay. <laughs> Someone's got to take the hits for the family. Yep. <laughs> All right. No, this this is sounding like we're moving into the right kind of. Th this is a this is a group that could work really well together, right? Um, and what I'd kind of so. Does anybody have any questions before we move on from here or any additional thoughts? Because we're going to flesh out your relationships with each other here in a few minutes. I think that's, uh, I'm good on my end. Okay. All right. 
Excuse me. Uh, now we're going to get into a little bit of mechanics. Uh, does everybody have a Adventures in Rokugan book or a PDF? Yes. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do this in a little bit of a back arseword way, uh, assuming I can ever find what I'm looking for. Um, so if you've ever created a Dungeons and Dragons fifth edition character, you know there's a couple of pieces, right? Uh, there's where you choose your species. Uh, there's where you choose your, you select some attributes, you pick some classes, you pick a background. Um, we're going to flip some of this script because we've already started with some of the information about our backgrounds. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit about some of our characters, the motivations and bonds and the things that drive our characters. And then we're going to get really into some of the more mechanical pieces. Does that sound like a good way to approach it? Given the conversation we've had so far. Uh, I uploaded any, yeah. a, a fill-up right. character sheet you can download uh, and fill in. Hopefully it works. Uh, I have not tested it, but it's from the from their Edge website, so... Um... It works. Oh, thank God it works. Yep. It's working for me so far. <laughs> um, given I was not looking forward to putting together custom character sheets for everyone, I'm going to say thank you. All right. <laughs> um... So we're actually going to start with backgrounds. Um, and we're going to start with our with Eric, uh, because you gave us kind of the best, <laughs> the clearest, clearest grip here. Um, and we're going to look at the Other Realm Society's backgrounds. So a background sets skill proficiencies, gives you some tools, some languages, equipment and gives you a suggested feat. Uh, And one of the big changes here is that feats are a lot more integrated into the characters. Uh, In D&D 5th edition, particularly as they originally wrote it, uh, they really seem to consider feats kind of optional. They're even listed as an optional rule. Here, they're not not even standard, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, they're actually listed as optional. Uh, Not that anyone I know has ever actually treated feats as optional, so... (laughs) Uh, well, I mean, the, when 5th edition first came out, uh, I kind of felt they could be optional. I did not like the feed selection at all in the original, uh, just the core book. There were some really bad ones there. there were yeah, some or really it was just bad lackluster, ones. just, just not, yeah. not, not interesting choices, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> um, later on, they came to a different decision. So, But let's talk a little bit about this spirit. Um, where's the spirit from? We have a couple of... We have a couple of choices. Um, I'm going to discount the realm of slaughter as a possibility. That seems a little unlikely. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can rule uh, that out. Yeah, this is, and the room, the realm of the hungry dead. Eh, no, it's not so much. <laughs> but um, we might imagine the court of the animals path. Um, so you know that's the. Um, Sedona, there we go. Words, they come out. Um, you have the Court of Mischief um, or the Realm of Waiting. So the vast place where you're judged by the fortunes of the dead. So are we, were, you kind of, were you thinking your character was kind of a dead spirit? Um, was more of a trickster kind of a character? Or was really 
uh, you know, just a, a spirit, an animal spirit who was there and was just, you know, this person was trying to get back to their burrow. <laughs> I think more of an animal spirit, but um, their domain probably has like a major road that goes by it. So they have a lot huh? of familiarity with humans. Okay. Um, so your background is going to be the court of the animal's path. Um, so I just, I mean, that, that one was pretty, pretty straightforward. Uh, and I, I could read out some of the skills, um, but I don't really think that's a terribly useful if you have the book in front of you. Yeah, I got the book uh, in front of me. You don't need to go for okay. the rainbow for me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> but there are some decisions you'll need to make there. Um, you don't have to make them right now because some of your skills will uh, also express uh, kind of how you think about your character. Um, all right. <clears throat> uh, so we had started off uh, with our with our easy one, <laughs> uh, making sure that we we knew that our uh, our spirit was uh, not actually you know. All that it, it's spiritual, but not not that scary. Uh, no. Not not malicious, at least. Not malicious. There we go. Not malicious. It's not scary. It's about wrong. So uh, th now we're going to take a look at our humans. Uh, like I said, we're right here at the border between uh, Crane Lands and Phoenix Lands. Uh, so you can your character could conceivably uh, have a Crane Clan background or a um, Phoenix Clan background easily. Right. That would be kind of your character either grew up in a certain way or uh, in the case of our duelist um, adopted by the crane, regardless of how he might've grown up, his background really is as a crane duelist, right? You could imagine that, or he could be, he could still you know, cling to the trappings of his former life. Although really it doesn't sound like he does. <laughs> yeah. Not <laughs> so much. Not so much. <laughs> um, and uh, so for the, why don't we just grab the Kakita? It sounds like you want to be from the Kakita family. You've yeah, I think, yourself into... I think Kakita is going to be the way to go. Uh, the other okay. one I was thinking of was potentially going Daidoji, still leaning towards the mm -hmm. duelist, but having that arranged marriage, just being like, yeah. no, no, we're, we're pulling you over here. Okay. Um, I mean, any, any preference there? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Kikita. <laughs> Kikita, I was going to say. Yeah. If, uh, <laughs> all right. Well, the Kikita family is actually a background. Um, I would be um, careful about, we'll, we'll talk about multi-classing here in a minute. Um, but yeah, Kikita, Kikita family background, obviously a dualist for uh, class. And we'll talk about, we'll talk, we'll play with some of that here in a minute. All right. Um, what about our, uh, courtier, uh, you could imagine. Uh, well, what do you imagine here? Uh, do you see them being more crane, more leaning into the phoenix side? Well, Have they um, left and adopted? Uh, Jeannie, what do you think? Do we want to be from uh, the crane or the phoenix? What do you, where do you think our family's uh, uh, allegiances uh, are, are expected to be? Uh, uh, towards at this point for for our border family. Well, I think with a Kakita already there. Um, That's I'm thinking Phoenix also with that. Or, yeah, yeah, with a Kakita already in. Oh, the, you were thinking in, going in the family. Okay. Uh, I think that it just 
it depends on how far out you see. So, like, if if um. So you think maybe Tyler, like a minor vassal family, and this is the, like the Tyler mm-hmm. comes from a more well-to-do family, and he's kind of like been assigned to this lesser Crane family. Well, I was thinking that. Well, it, I think it, 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 it was more along the lines mm-hmm. of. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just thinking. So it depends on how how uh, exotic you want to make uh, shows situation. So if you went non-exotic. Which I think is fine personally because I think that um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I find more I find L five R is more entertaining with generally slightly more uh, non fancy backgrounds and then you just like the situation oh. itself and stuff like brings out all the weirdness. Um, but if you went with slightly non less exotic situation, then you have uh show being a person from our family who would normally never get sponsored into the academy but someone like someone in a higher you know wealthy family thought he was just like so adorable that and with so much potential over some situation that he did when he was five or something that they uh offered to sponsor him into the Kikita Academy and uh, take care of all of his. Well, let me, let me, let me take a step back there. I believe Sho is not originally from our family. He is not blood related to us. He is married well, into our family. No, no. All the way around. Oh, all the way around. Okay. Yeah. I am blood related to you, but I was adopted away and I feel oh. more closer to the other family. Got it. I got. Right. I got. I got confused on that. I thought you were marrying in. Okay. No, no. I got married out, but I'm getting right. pulled back in. Okay. And if this so, is like some like little like podunk family, and I'm then, coming yeah. in here from like you know you know Tershirambo. Let's, let's go with let's go with a <laughs> uh, yeah yeah with a with a with a crane. Uh, 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 let's go with crane backgrounds for us then. Right. So you 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 did something okay. so that. But this is an idea. You don't have to take this, but this would be an idea if we were a crane background, okay? Um, when mm-hmm. show was like five, he did something incredibly charming and uh, skillful, like and precocious, that drew right, the something attention. Something very, something that impressed a, a, a Kikita somewhere, yeah. An extremely wealthy uh, Kikita family, and they uh, offered. Um, basically because they had enough, you know, more money than God um, to benefit our family by, uh, you know, basically adopting him to sponsor him into the Kikita Academy, which we would normally not have the social standing to enter, right? Sure. Uh, and, and, you know, so he goes to the Kikita Academy, he stays with the wealthy people during their breaks he's never come home and he just thinks at this point that he is he's still part of the family but he's kind of like so much better than the rest of us because he that's went exactly to what i was thinking <laughs> he went to harvard <laughs> and all of the rest yeah. of us are kind of you know pounding posts <laughs> and podunk <laughs> equivalent so how's that sound does that work for you 
Tyler? I think that works. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking. So it's it's perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay, you are, I am, you are still in our family, but you're the Harvard boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So you can you can pick uh you could pick from a just from a mechanics standpoint you could pick a one of the crane families mm -hmm. um or given where you come from you know i i would be willing to look the other way as the game master and uh let you pick up say rural rural farmland town as a background um oh do they have that oh okay they do um you know you could pick up really uh you could do depending on you, you can pick, like commoner backgrounds yeah there's actually two of them that would fit fairly well uh okay. one is uh, the forest hamlet which is you know well yeah. <laughs> it's a for, you you grew up in a you 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 are still samurai right you're, you you mm -hmm. uh you've been intermarried but you're all low low level samurai <laughs> you know if your background really is the forest hamlet or the rural farmland town uh either one of those would work for me um you know you you have the name uh <laughs> right yeah no i i, I kind of uh let me take a look at this real quick because that could be pretty pretty neat uh... right. so yeah, if we went with the forest hamlet as a background, that would be uh, your your family farmstead, your family standing would be very remote, right? Uh, if you were a rural farmland town, you're remote, but there are other, you would have neighbors. Basically, is what it would amount to. <laughs> I think a rural farmland town would be better. Or pick a pick a, a, a actual crane family, but it would. Yeah. A, yeah, we'll we'll pick one. Uh be a like like Serena. <laughs> a Toda. She's a she's a Toda. So mm -hmm. she she's a port town Toda. So mm -hmm. um Okay. So uh I think I'm gonna go with uh with a doji background though. Doji? Okay. You you wanna go ahead and go with doji? Yeah, I think I think uh, the, as I'm looking things over and, and kind of thinking of things, yeah, I think being like a doji vassal family okay. uh, background isn't a bad a bad call. Okay. It's like we're we're well, doji, but man, we're poor doji. We're down low. Okay. On yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's cool. Well, and and you're in the in the case of the yeah, and in the case of the courtier character, you're very much emphasizing that about yourself, mm -hmm. right? Because you're you're a minor functionary and exactly. you know. Not not the nearest big town, but <laughs> you probably went one further away. <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, okay. Great. So we can all be okay. doji. So except, we've got uh, a bunch of. Except, uh, well, we've got one non-human. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got one Kikita yep, background, right. essentially, but that's because he adopted out young, or promoted out young, uh -huh. and uh, then. Yeah, or at least identifies more with them along those sides. Right, yeah. and then yeah, because uh, yeah, I'm just better. <laughs> and then uh, you're a doji, and I will be a doji too, just for simplicity. So mm -hmm. we'll just like, but I will. Uh, yeah, that just makes it simple. Um, same, same vassal, mm -hmm. low, low level vassal status. So doji is cool. That works. 
Yeah, let's go with that. Okay. Um, perfect. Um, and we are all going to be, well, three of the four of us are going to be humans. Um, and one of the kind of the things that they changed, right, um, is they, they went ahead and went with... Um, All humans can be either get your plus ones to all of your attribute scores, which uh, if you're if if you don't want to spend a huge amount of time reading way too boring documents, uh, makes your character much better across the board um, or plus one to two attributes and a feat. Um, I will tell you that feats are we were just actually talking about them, right? Uh, the original set were optional and the kind of lackluster. The new set is actually really nice. Um, and in particular, they spent a long time working on the feats here in this book uh, to make them much more interesting and effective. So um, for our for our humans, kind of you, you have to make a kind of a mechanical decision there. And at this point, I should probably give you your attributes. Yeah, we're we gonna use an array or? Um... Well, we're gonna, we're gonna use an array. We're gonna use a heroic array. Uh, so here's how that works. You have a 17, a 15. Here, why don't I put it in the... I'll also put it into oh, the list. Okay, I was, I was putting it in the chat for, for you, so okay. don't worry about it. Okay, a 17, a 15, a 14, a 13, an 11, and a 9. Okay. Um, which you can allocate however it is you like. Um. With that array, uh, the plus one to all attributes will lift you up to where you have. Well, there's either... five odd numbers, and so that brings every every odd number up to an even, which is usually yep. going to give you a bonus. Yep, it gives you an additional plus one on just about everything. <laughs> so, yeah, it brings and... the nine that which would normally be a minus one, I believe, to a ten, mm -hmm. which is going to get you a zero. Right. Um, so at least you have no minuses. Yeah. So that plus one to everything's pretty nice. Yeah. Um, um, it's not the. It, I, I wanted to use this array just so that you had. You you don't have to feel trapped into the. Uh, I have to have a feet thing. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Now, so while we think a little bit about that, let's talk about animal yokai. Uh, is that what you wanted to do? Uh, Eric. to unmute myself. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was looking at. <laughs> I do that so often. Um, okay. So if you wanted to play an animal yokai, uh, they have otter, fox, bat. They have otter, fox, and bat. But you could imagine others easily enough. Um, I mean, uh, I'll probably go with mm -hmm. fox. Just because okay. I, I sort of described it as sort of like a woodland thing next to a road, so that that just seems fox-like to me. Yeah. Also, uh, there's a long history of fox spirits as being like, and then I decided to involve myself in this situation. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, okay. So they are a little bit different. Uh, they have the plus. They have the plus two, plus one. Excuse me. Um. And you can allocate that however it is you like. Um, we are going to go ahead 
uh, and our characters are going to be seventh level. Um, that gives you some room to have grown up into your abilities, right? Uh, it gives you a little bit of room to multi-class. I will tell you um, that the craziness of the, you know, I'm going to play a character who is like uh, Barbarian 2, Monk 7, blah, 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 blah. Um, <laughs> um, these classes are really well structured, okay? Um, and there's a lot you get by just going up in your class. The other thing is um, leveling. Well, leveling's not that big a deal, and we're just going to do like a you know a quick game together. But leveling in D and D is very different than uh, allocating points and experience point system, right? Levels are a big deal. <laughs> so I, I I always hesitate to recommend people multi class because you get yourself into some really weird binds uh, with the math of the game. So if you're not careful. Um, so uh, for those of us less experienced with fifth edition yeah. multi-classing, how so? Well, the game assumes a relatively smooth progression every, f basically every five levels, right? Um, where your two hit, your ability to hit or your ability to hit um, particular target numbers goes up at a rel in a relatively even pace. However, attribute bonuses, attribute advancement is tied to character class or to class levels, not character levels. Right? And it specifically is tied to every four class levels. So if I multi-class at three. Gotcha. So if I only multi-class to level three in, in many skill in many classes, uh if I'm a seventh level, but I only have three levels of mm -hmm. one class, three levels of another, and one level of a third class, I haven't gotten any of my attribute bonuses yet, while my other Correct. friends have gotten at least one. Uh, at, at least one. Uh, and they're you know staring down abilities that gave them the effect of two. Got it. Uh, because that's what happens with a lot of the level five, level six abilities, is they kind of they kick in. Um, so... You get a lot of that back and forth. And unless you're really careful, you accidentally kind of put yourself in a hole and you're now effectively, you know, playing a third level character with third level bonuses and everybody else is fighting at seventh or tenth level. Um, and then you wonder why you can't hit. And when you hit, you do no damage. <laughs> well, <laughs> you kind of set yourself up for it. All right. Yeah, the thing is, so long as you go into it understanding that uh, uh, and whatnot, and so mm -hmm. long as your character still makes sense, hopefully the multi-classing isn't going to be too detrimental. But yeah, I'm a person who usually likes to stick to their one class. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like I say, we're... we're it, it's up to you guys how you want to talk, talk our way through this part of it, right? Because we're, we're all kind of gamers. <laughs> um, we have a Bushi. We have a Duelist. Um, it sounds like we had either a ritualist or a pilgrim. I think I'm going to go pilgrim. Okay. Um, take a look at pilgrim. 
just because Path of Harmony, their thing is, it's like yeah. you find enlightenment uh, in nature and the cycle of left, die, left uh, life, death, and rebirth. And I'm like, uh, that's kind of the thing I described a little. Yeah, no, no, that works. <laughs> okay. And Path of Harmony actually allows you to do some magic. So I still get some, um, cover some of that terrain. Yeah. Yeah, it's got that, um, yeah, it's got the actual spell. Spell function. Okay. Interesting. All right, I'll have to take a little more time and look at that. Um, and then we had yep, a bushi. I have a bushi. Um, I haven't picked which side of the bushi bushiness to be yet. Well, we can. Yeah, we can. Uh, I mean, we don't have to necessarily do that do that here we have a couple but of days to kind of think our really, way through some uh, of that um well i'm looking at someone who's really playing a very kind of base soldier as opposed to a duelist or anything dramatic like that yeah either an arms master or a vanguard will give you that kind of a feel okay and the duelist was sounding kind of a blade master blade master yeah yeah i mean i i, <laughs> I didn't want to put you know, I don't want to put anything in anybody's mouth. But oh, that, no, yeah. It, we're, we're, it, it's pretty straightforward. We're, we're good there. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say. It, it sounded an awful like a Blade Master to me. Um, uh, and I guess really the only, the one I was sort of confused by, or not confused, but wasn't sure about, was um, it, were you thinking Diplomat, or were you thinking um, Investigator? Or investigator. Uh, Doji Diplomat uh, is uh, almost too obvious, and I wanted to okay. I want to do something a little more interesting and uh, like we were kind of talking about earlier with the idea mm -hmm. of um, how cool scholars are in uh, uh, Chinese romances. Yeah, I think it, it kind of fits more of what I would like to do. Uh, okay. Character. Yeah. Awesome. Um, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. Um, great. So as we kind of, as you kind of level up, so you go up to level seven, um, there's not a whole lot of decision-making, you know, past where you want to put your attributes. Um, don't, you, you will get one, if you go up to level four, you will get a bone, you will get a chance to select either one of the feats um, or get an attribute bonus. Um, I would suggest in this case if given the array we're going with uh that you go ahead and you know select a feat of some kind um just to give yourself some uh got it so where it says ability score improvement that's yep. ability score or feat or a feat okay um you the array the array is big enough uh to where you should be able to pick up something without it being <laughs> without it being crippling so, uh, let's see here. And let's look here. I'm trying to remember on backgrounds. So then looking at this, mm -hmm. it doesn't look like we get feet choices or maybe like a courtier just doesn't um, normally. So we either get one, oh. we'll either have one or two feats depending on what uh, we take for our starting human. Um, well, yes. And I'm trying to... And I'm digging through 
So I'm trying to remember on backgrounds. Did you I know the backgrounds say what page recommend you're looking at a when you find a page or that you were supposed to There's be looking all the at feeds. I'm lost. <laughs> So at the beginning, of, sorry, uh, at the start of each um, of the classes, there's a uh, chart that'll show you um, your your progression for okay, levels. I got that. uh, that's on page 67 for me for a courtier. 46. Uh, let's see for Bushi. Okay. Uh, and mm -hmm. so where it says fourth level ability oh, score okay. improvement, uh, that could also be a feat instead. All right. Mm -hmm. So we would take a feat, essentially yeah. take a feat there and take the plus one on all abilities for human to start off with, so. Possibly. Now, the ability score improvement is what? It's uh, plus two, but plus one? It's, 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 it is either, excuse me, I stood up to do something. Uh, it is either plus one, plus one. So plus one to two attributes. Okay. Or plus two. To one. Right. Got or it. a feat. Or a feat. Got it. Okay. Or a feat. Um, 24. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, da -da -da. Yeah, it's a 124. Now, I have a question for everyone else. Of um, course. Since you're all part of this family, who is this person that I'm uh, pretending to be? Uh, I mean, it could be anyone. You could be our auntie and uncle. You uh, could be cousin. that shrine keeper. Um, uh, you know. Uh, I, I, I mean, I thought that was a good idea. <laughs> you been a, a, but but you yeah, could, someone who's you could um, somebody who was then who was yeah, sent yeah. off into a, to keep a shrine in Kuten. Kuten, uh, not Kuten. Um, Isawa Mori, there we go. <laughs> uh, you know, maybe maybe somebody antisocial mm -hmm. who who went out there to keep that shrine, and they died out there, and you are replacing them from that. Um, I, I'm just brainstorming things, um, like like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, when oh, you no, when I you kind of imagine somebody it, who's uh, Eric Sarko rather antisocial and left the family for just couldn't put up with us, <laughs> but mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> but just your initial thoughts on it, Eric. Was it a young man, an old man, a woman? Uh, you know, again, older, young, uh, that you kind of came across, and when you were kind of imagining who you came across, what was it? Uh. Probably someone more younger, um, and that's why they felt compelled to help mm -hmm. help their last wishes because they felt it was a little unjust that they died so young. Right, because yeah, the di dying so young is a tragedy. Versus, uh, well, you probably lived a fairly good life, old man. Uh, I'll, I'll look after you while you die. Versus, am I going to actually go and try to you know uh, fulfill somebody else's uh, dharma? Yeah. I mean, if the family's that poor and on troubled times, maybe like uh, a son or a prominent family member where they're like, guess what you get to do? Wander the roads as a pilgrim. Like, have fun. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm not sure. How close do you want to uh, try and be? Mm -hmm. Do you want to play as uh, 
a a cousin that we sort of know or do you want to even play it as close as uh you are playing our brother who we haven't seen for many years i was thinking someone who's fairly close but has been gone long enough that the differences in personality won't immediately jump out to people yeah let's go with the cousin then let's go with uh with a cousin that uh mm-hmm. that we knew we liked but like we like them for reasons that you are not acting like uh <laughs> kind of thing right like it's it's mm-hmm. weird that you know i always liked that uh you know he was always so quiet and this guy won't shut up <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's really weird. The cousin just kind of like broke open for Michelle. That's that's kind of yeah, strange. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Especially being at a shrine, he was always so shy. Yeah, <laughs> and introspective, and he used to read all the time. Why does he want to gamble all the time now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I think I think a cousin that uh, we we remember differently but fondly uh, would mm-hmm. be great. Okay, I love it um okay um the last you could say that's awesome we if you have any questions mechanically um i mean we can certainly kind of delve into that right now or we can move on to the last piece um for your characters which is really going to revolve around their motivations right and here we've moved on for genie's uh not <laughs> genie's support uh look at page 240 yeah 240ish um if we're ready to move on otherwise i'm going to otherwise we can pause and if there's more mechanical kinds of questions okay i'm good here i'm good to go okay i'm set all right um and i will be available via discord if you have additional questions about the character um you know i'm online most of the time so um okay so when we you remember (laughs) we we way early in this conversation uh we started talking about backgrounds and motivations and all these kinds of strange things in dnd fifth edition um your background actually then gives you a set of things uh ideals bonds um flaws and the idea the original idea was that you would have these role-playing tags and if you role-played your tag you would get something called an inspiration and an inspiration is a really a very simple thing right what it means is that you can say i am inspired i'm going to spend my inspiration and i'm going to get advantage on whatever this dice roll is and advantage is really kind of neat it means that you roll 2d20 rather than one and you pick the higher of the two. (laughs) Um, So if, as commonly happens at my table, you roll a two and a 19, uh, you can pick the the 19, (laughs) right? Um, In Adventures in Rokugan, they kind of pulled that out of the background and said, you know, really the character's motivations, their bonds, their ideals, their duties, um, those are more related to who they are as characters. And you're going to get an inspiration when you act on your, when you act on whatever it is, or when those two things come into conflict. Um, so they, they kind of tried to open up this idea in L5R that we all have 
things that are important to us, but we are always also in conflict with ourselves. And the more you role play that, the more inspirations you get, the more often you get to roll with advantage mechanically. Um, so based off the characters we've talked about, um, I'd like to talk a little bit about which of these they would have. And you can pick two uh, from, a from a giant list. I'm not even going to try and list it all. But they're lists of bonds, so connections with other people, desires, your personal goals, your duties, your obligations, your fears, misapprehensions, your ideals, and your regrets. Um, and so there's a whole giant list of these, but we could also just discuss. Because I think in our discussions of these characters, a couple of these have come out already. Well, we've got for our um, yokai already, as, um, as stated. Tell me if I'm wrong, but you've got a conflict between the desire to yep. um, help you know, replace and, and help the family in place of this person and whatever your yokai-ish animal trickster nature might mm -hmm. might be seems like an obvious conflict mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i i am supposed to be tending to my like forest and that part I'm like, hey, mm -hmm. it's fine. It's fine. I'm gonna go on an adventure. <laughs> the forest will be all right. Listen, these humans die quick. I'll be back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm an immortal forest creature. Listen, I think in a long term. In the long term. Um, so yes, they, they are very much shirking their they, heavenly you know, duties their, their to their go off on mm -hmm. a uh, Would, little uh, excursion. Like, like, um, what in in uh, one of the one of the stories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Occasionally, uh, uh, Kitsune pops out his tail by accident or mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah. Oopsie. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, right. So we have a con. We have we have a duty. This you know this duty to a the duty to the, the sacred, um, with. A desire, a desire for adventure, to see the world, to explore, to be mischievous a little bit, perhaps. Um, okay, uh, what about our Kakita duelist? It sounded like we had at least one, at least one, or if not two, already kind of picked out. So uh, what I'm thinking is uh, an ideal, uh, uh -huh. being more uh, loyal. Uh, and mm -hmm. just having that loyalty tested, uh, not in the form of like uh, maliciousness. It's not mm -hmm. saying, hey, turn on your family. It's more or less, hey, come back to your family. Mm -hmm. It's kind of that ideal. So a little bit of a, a torn uh, loyalty between the adopted Kikita family and this poor Doji family. Um, ah. so I, think, I think that's one of the things I want to go with. And I'm, I'm kind of struggling if I want to go with a regret or fear. Ooh. Okay. Uh, a little bit more of a regret that, uh, you know, I, I completely left these people by themselves, but they didn't, mm -hmm. you know, but kind of justifying it by like, well, they didn't actually talk to me first. So, and I'm much more important than they are apparently, mm -hmm. uh, but kind of getting that, like trying to justify a wrong sounds very much like a regretful thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the ideal there really sounds like filial piety. Yeah. 
right? So this is a character who feels a great deal of filial piety. At the same time, who it's a very classical you know classical conflict who really is his family yeah right i mean that's a that's a very classical conflict to be having so love it with a regret because he the decisions he's made already may have cut off whole parts of his life and whole parts of his family yeah and it's definitely one of the things that's like it's two ways it's definitely two ways they didn't reach mm-hmm. out but neither did he and sure. now it's like again trying to to be like no i was in the right the entire time they're wrong but are they and just having those uh those doubts uh-huh. yeah no i love it that's awesome all right um i have an idea for my my middle child here um i am i am thinking maybe uh uh huh having having this this person um have met you know kind of have almost the opposite uh-huh. of the kids having this person at some point when they were a teenager or young young person uh have really messed up in some fashion that embarrassed the family or mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. you know made themselves look inadequate stupid you know mm-hmm. otherwise so um basically have a, have a conflict where they they want to um mm-hmm. serve the family but maybe maybe the members of the family really think that they're either incapable or just they have a lot to make up for, or just um, uh, bad expectations on them, and they've kind of internalized mm-hmm. internalized that. It's like, oh, I'm so stupid, yeah, you know, whatever. Down talking, down talking themselves, um, and feel instead of being like, mm-hmm. oh, now I'm going to be driven to be the best there is to do it. It's more like I'm I I can't okay. do that because you know see. Yeah, I saw. <laughs> this is sad. I know this is sad. Oh my gosh. Um, but uh, that. Okay. That the expectations were overwhelming, and yeah, there's a regret maybe that. So, that so you have they failed, and mm-hmm. um. So there's this, a regret this, this there. They they can't match up to the expectations, so it's it's no good mm-hmm. even trying. I guess. I don't know. I did... Right. Well, so there's a regret. There's a regret about a failure in your past, and you can imagine what that failure was. But there's yeah, also a I'm desire really to prove yourself to, to the family. Driven by that desire, but, um, Does that sound right? Because they don't think that they can. But but maybe if the opportunity showed up, they would think that they could. I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Great. Okay. And uh, Robert, that leaves. I don't think we've. Yep. Nope. That that leaves me here. Yep. Uh, I was. I'm kind of looking at four uh, different uh, areas. Um, 
I could definitely do bonds, you know, mm-hmm. uh, wanting to uh, go with the family. Although bonds seems to be focused more on a singular person in a lot of ways here, it looks like. Yeah. Um, duty, of course. Yeah, uh, you know, feeling that he has a duty to uh, maintain the family, keep it together, uh, and get it to prosper. Uh, mm-hmm. Fear that the family's falling apart, and he has <laughs> to act because of that fear. Like mm-hmm. I love the first example fear. The misapprehension that only the strong can prosper and thus you must become as strong as possible. Man, that is fantastic. That takes like so many shonen characters and just says, hey, what you're really feeling is fear, right? And mm-hmm. just like, you know, the I gotta get strong, I gotta train to be the best. It's like, well, then, but why, kid? I you're 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 feeling real real weird about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like the idea that it could also be a fear. And then of course there's the ideal of filial piety, which I really like that in well, I dislike that they just dropped Bushido and uh, Honor out of air in many ways. I like that they added filial piety and faithful friendship and some mm-hmm. other Confucius ideals to uh, the code that they do use in this game. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think I think I'm going to go filial piety. And I don't know. What do you guys think? Fear or duty? Uh, I'm always, I always like having that kind of, I mean, not to say that it's a negative attribute, but uh-huh. fear is a, is a good, a good motivator. Uh, it's a good foil to I ideas. Think, I think, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. think, uh, I think fear would be good. Although duty does sound like a, a fantastic one for you as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because that is, that's something that's bringing you back. The way this group is playing out, it seems mm-hmm. to me like you'll be the, like the stable center of the group. Um, which is good. Uh, having the duty then pushes that forward, you know, keep, keeps it rolling forward. And I was thinking I could take the fear in that um, if the, the, the third option in the sample fear is a misbelief that your weakness is a liability to your friends. Like, you know, that, that for my character, like I failed, therefore I have that as my yes. fear. I believe that That's I'm just going to screw up and it'll mm-hmm. be a liability to the family. Mm-hmm. The more I look at this, I will I will say this about it. I, like I said, I might have been kind of skeptical at first, uh, but I will say that from reading what they've put out here in air, this is probably the best version of the D&D I have ever seen. <laughs> um, it's so well written. I really liked it with what, what they put into air. Um, I, I, I think I still, and maybe it's just because it also, it's D&D, but with my favorite overlay of Samurai Chambara stuff. Uh, <laughs> but it's uh, it's so well written. There's so many great bits in here uh, on the backgrounds and the, and the motivations. I'm really digging a lot of what they've written here. Because uh, a lot of it's so thoughtful on things that are just like, Hey, so let's talk about your motivations, but let's get real thoughtful into like how all this kind of can play out. I'm, I'm, man, I like it. It, it they've done it. I, I, I occasionally wax effusive about the work they did here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's they've done some good stuff, and having the two um, allows you to create both the opportunity to role play one or the other, but also that internal conflict. Yeah. Let you do right. the 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 ninja versus Geary uh, thing that samurai fiction should always be trying to um, mm-hmm. aspire to. So, yeah, well, I think I'm going to go with filial piety for an ideal, and then uh-huh. a duty to um, to maintain the family and see that it uh, 
uh, it succeeds. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then Jeannie is going to go with a regret, that self-reproach over the failure, yes. but also a fear that that yes. has that really a misbelief that your weaknesses is a liability. Does that sound right? And uh, okay. Tyler, do not feel like you need to change filial piety. I think the way that both of our characters are going to um, uh, exhibit and and live within the ideals of filial piety are going to be so wildly different to be very fun and interesting when they clash uh, on on those yeah. things. Even though we're going to be, we think we're acting in the in the same ideals or the same accordance <laughs> of those ideals. We are wildly different in how we approach it <laughs> oh very much so because again uh, what i'm kind of going for is the duality of it it's like i've got mm -hmm. two families i'm loyal to yep. so that's even more so a, a conflict that'll come up and you'd be like oh yeah we should do it for this family i'm like oh do we <laughs> <laughs> well kind of, kind of the, the one of the things that made made me very happy when i read this book is actually on two on page 247 um where you, they actually just give you a table. <laughs> um, and you can say, ideals and ideals. The tenets of the two ideals demand contradictory responses to a particular situation. So there you, you can, go. Yeah. <laughs> you can apply that internally to a character or internally to a party. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> no, this, this is a great little table, yeah. Uh, this, is, this is great. I love it. Um, so, you know, I, I honestly think that this little table here, this whole section actually, um, is one of the things I'd like to just actually just sort of pick up and move, uh, either into my other L5R games or into, um, some of my other, <laughs> other your, more your standard D and D. Yeah. Or even travel. Yeah. Right? yeah. Or yeah, even I, I, I love this. Um, especially because it does have a mechanical benefit, which I do like I'm, I'm half and half on. Cause sometimes I don't want to be like force good role play by you, by rewarding you with mechanics. But at the same or, time, or, I yeah, or, like or having you, that reward for doing good role play. Or you only <laughs> role play once per session to get your bonus. And then the rest of the time you just don't talk or uh, yeah. are only caring about the dice and the optimal way to play. Yeah. Um, and it's in a fairly non-consequential way. It doesn't ever set your character up for trouble. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I kind of... I go back and forth, but inspiration is one of those very underused mechanics at a lot of tables. Yeah. So it's a good... It's a good way to kind of put forth that there is doing this creates a dynamic at the table right yeah where you 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 can you can do there's this currency, there's a currency to be earned by doing something uh good and characterful yeah mm -hmm. um so all right uh and i think we have a good set of motivations that will both bring you together and also push you apart just a little bit uh getting back to that idea that there should be this kind of push and pull dynamic in a Rokugani party as everyone tries to figure out their place and what that means for them today in this situation. All right. Um, well, that actually, I th unless you have, do you have additional questions for me? I mean, I think we've got some ideas. We've got kind of a picture of this place. 
um, and where you're headed to. And sounds like we've got some characters who are going to start to bounce off each other a little bit. Yeah, I gotta uh, go through the feats and figure out if I need to take uh, more than if I want more than one of them or not. Um, uh, or yeah, or if I even need them with what I get out of my uh, my character stuff. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at one particular feat. Uh, uh-huh. It's one of the the Crane Clan feats, uh, cl- clearly because you know Crane Clan, and that's Poison <laughs> Purpose. It's the one that it because like. You mentioned that we were doing a lot more, or at least the system does a lot more with advantage. And Poison mm-hmm. Purpose is specifically made with, uh, when you succeed on a roll with advantage, and if both D20s are high enough to succeed, you get a bonus for it. Yep. And it's like, normally I would not look at that and be like, uh, yeah, okay, I don't make that many rolls with advantage, so meh. But now that I'm seeing that there's a lot more push for advantage, that's a lot more useful and a lot more uh, appealing to me. It, it, Poison Purpose is actually... I, when, I, when I read through a lot of these, I actually saw a lot of that kind of mechanic, right? Oh. Um, if I, if I there, can for just one second. Go ahead. It's Poison Purpose. I, as a scorpion, heard Poisoned Purpose, and I was like, <laughs> <"That's a brain laughs> one? Wow! How wow. progressive! <laughs> Sorry. Well, no, no. Well, and okay. So another way to get advantage very easily is uh, help the you know, helping one another. So you can just within that mechanic, you can see crane aiding one another. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, there it is. <laughs> uh, so and you, you you can see that actually with a lot with each of these each of these feats you can start if you step back you're like oh this is that this is that part of the fam of that family that clan uh, but no that's a great that's a great feat. Uh, side note, I also adore the feat of impromptu dual coach. Yes, <laughs> I was just reading that one. I'm like, what? It's like, <laughs> Like just you're gonna be like, all right, I'm gonna be your hype man, and I'm all about just setting you up to do well. Like, what is going on here? This and it's like you get to in a tool that you're not actually in. It's so cool. <laughs> yeah, and it's also a charisma bonus. I'm like, okay, well, that might be one of them I take. Jesus, <laughs> so good for a crane. <laughs> a D6 danger die on all hostile uh, duels. Uh, game D- D6. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty cool feat. I kind of dig it. I kind of dig it. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, it's a, there's a lot of good stuff in here. I got to be honest. Uh, Other, other thoughts? Uh, I guess the one I'll ask is, uh, I know with uh, a lot of, of DMs that I get to play with, they have differing opinions on this. Uh, when it comes to hit points, do you prefer us to roll or take the average as stated in the book? Um, my personal experience is um, my characters die every time I roll because I roll like one to three on a D12. Um, <laughs> Dang, that's why I wanted to ask. Because <laughs> I've got some GMs that will be like roll every time because that adds more flexibility and, and differences to the characters. And I'm like, I understand that. I die very quickly, so I get to make more characters that way. <laughs> now, um, if you really want to roll, go ahead. But I generally just say take the take the average. 
I will take uh, the average. Thank you for allowing me to do so. <laughs> but, but, no, I, yeah, I have played way too many characters where I've rolled one, two, two, four. I'm like, I'm the barbarian for crying out loud. Uh, <laughs> uh, sort of related, uh, the first 5e game I got to play in, I was playing with a barbarian who rolled constantly rolled 12s on his hit points, which was fantastic. But I was the cleric. I could never heal that character up to full. I was going to say. <laughs> oh, it was so annoying. <laughs> uh, like, do not worry, little cleric. My half hit points, my half hit points are still twice of yours. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand. Why are you all sitting down? Um, <laughs> yes. So, um, yeah, take the average. Um, trying to think. Um, I oh um just in case it wasn't clear uh we are not fishing through other books we're just gonna play we're just gonna play air so Aaron Aaron, Aaron core D D right <laughs> uh or is yeah, it just or or is it like strictly air like just, just that is, that just, is a good question now yeah strictly air okay um I. I was playing around with uh, late one night, uh, pulling some of the feats in from the core players handbook. And wow, uh, did could you make some broken things? Oh, can you? OK, <laughs> yeah. I was going to be like, why would you want to take things other than what's in this book? For one, because these are all so much better than the ones I remember seeing in uh, <laughs> uh, in the in, in core D&D. But yeah, there's there's perhaps some 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 things that can break that can be game breaking that I don't see just yet. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Right off the bat, I can see a monk pilgrim dip that gives you dex, con, and wisdom to your AC. You know what? While you off. can attack with your con as a modifier uh, to damage and attack with boosted base level of what your punch should do. That, yeah. is, that is a good point. That seems yep. low hanging, bro, bro, uh, broken fruit. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's just let's go with what we've got. And they did a lot of things to the. Um, to the character classes and gave you a lot of abilities like the focus, uh, the whole thing with the pilgrim and its stances that alter the way the base math of the game works um, in a lot of ways. And that's great because they managed to do it in a relatively self-contained way, right? So it all kind of fits together. But when you start to bring in elements from outside of it, it gets it can get wacky fast. So... <laughs> Uh, which is odd i remember like in uh back in third edition they had a um l5r second edition uh mm -hmm. dual stats for uh, d10 and uh, d20 i remember some people trying to take uh were just like well it's all ogl so i'm just gonna take some of these uh, l5r feats and take them into my normal game of D D. and i was like oh that's gonna that's gonna break things real quick <laughs> yeah yeah uh, you know, someone saying like, well, how many katanas can I carry on my person at a time? That's like I can quick draw one, drop it, quick draw another, drop it, quick draw a third. Yeah, it's like, mm -hmm. yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, no. All right. Um, but like I could say I, I have a clear plan. I, I see where your characters are. Yep, yep. Um, if we could post them, uh, I guess, here. do we have a... We can post we them here. Uh, okay. We can put them into character uh, 
uh, character ideas? Character ideas, yeah. I had a pop up uh, adding for some oh, silly good. game okay. on Discord. Um, so yeah, we can throw them into character ideas. Uh, what do we want to say? Uh, sometime before Sunday evening. That would be great. Um, and if you have, <laughs> I can say I will be. You can direct message me, uh, or I, you know, I, I'm here on your Discord server, so I will see any questions you might ask. Yeah. Um, and Ginny does know where I am. So yeah, we'll, we'll try to ask <laughs> if we need to make sure that uh, you see something. <laughs> yeah. She knows where you live. She does. She does. <laughs> yeah.